0: Okay, we hope to have at least one more shear before Yom Kippur, probably right before Yom Kippur. Next Sunday morning is usually a little difficult for people. It's after it's Rosh Hashanah, and then the one after that, hopefully, we will be able to have. And we're at the very end of Malachim Bays, Perik Chav Pasuk. let back to Chav Bays. The Yacham Melababov, the Musain Berevlob, the Eretz Hamas, Vahigal Asherhish, Nubuchanetsa Melabavo Yafke Alam Eskedayo ben Achikum ben Shafan. He leaves what he believes to be the people necessary to work the fields to be able to generate revenue, but the weakest, the poorest of the land in the hopes that they won't rebel, and he appoints over them a governor, Gedaliah ben Achikam ben Shafan, as in Tsarim Gedaliah," infamy, the tragedy that's about to unfold on top of the Chorban and the heels of the Chorban, considered by Chazal the real Chorban, the end of the Chorban, because this is the last hope that perhaps the nucleus would have stayed with Gedaliah. And when they came back, there would have been less to do and more success. We discussed just yesterday the shita of many, many before Hashem to answer up the kashya from the pasuk, both from this past week's haftarah and the one before, and the shiv Nechemta, that the navi seems to say quite clearly that there's not going to be another korban. Yet we had bayisheni, and there was korban Bayashani, and the answer was that it was a continuation of Gullahs by Yisrael, and it's one long Gullahs and they had to come back to Yitzh for a few centuries to help them along to start writing down, consolidating, organizing, writing down Tereshval Peh, even though all that was But it was needed and it will be needed for the future long and bitter Gullahs. Could it have been a final Gullah? I think you have to put into this mahalach, the clear answer should be yes, although nothing is very clear because it didn't happen. But there was discussion of 70 years coming back. In hindsight, that means 70 years coming back and getting this, uh, what I call the booster shot, to be able to continue with the Gullis. But there are enough for Muslims from Chazal. When Ezra made the call that everybody should come back and it was a very shvacha response, as I'll do say, based on the Pasuk, that had they come to Chaimah, it would have stayed, and it would have stuck, and it would have continued. And had Gedalia stayed alive, all indications are that this group of the Dalas Haaretz would have been the nucleus, and Ezra wouldn't have had to do much of what he did when he came back, and that is, he came back to rampant assimilation intermarriage. marriage, and he had to fix it up, which he did in an incredible way, and Bayeshani produced all of our Zugas Tanayim and Hele Geyid, millions of them, which stayed in Israel for a long time and accomplished a tremendous amount, but it could have been very different. So, Malachan Beis is going to end with a Chorbin. It has more finality, unfortunately, with the murder of Gedalia. Gedalia was not from the Zerah Malucha people that will kill him, Shortly, if you'd ask them, I said they were ashamed, but if you'd ask them, what are you doing? They'd say, well, it's a chutzpah, and Nebuchadnezzar has no right to push us around, even though the Navi says he does. And the right to appoint Gedalia as governor is not from the Zerah Malucha, and therefore Gedalia is a member of Malchus, which he wasn't. He was a Hiligatzadik, and Tzadik, and he was just doing his job per the Navi. And the Navi told them, even after they kill Gedalia, stay here, don't run, don't go to Mitzrayim, uh, we could still try to turn this around. They didn't listen. They took the Navi with them. Took him hostage, sort of. There's something a little counterintuitive that you're so bent on taking the Navi with you because you want shma'ya and you kidnap him and take him to Mitzrayim as he's giving you an Avoa not to leave. So we would find that a little strange, but we would not have done better. Part of our Akdama to Shaftim will be that the first, second, third mistake that you make when you learn Navi, and certainly Shaftim, it's going to be the challenge is you pat yourself on the back and you say, yeah, we never would have done that, would have made those mistakes. And here they're, they're so attached to the Navi, they want to see at the Shemaya, they need a leader. And they need a leader, but they're not listening to him. But they want a leader, so they're going to take the leader with them. Uh, we don't have leaders to be able to put into a box so we could tell them what to do and that was the mistake over here and they weren't listening. The Gemara says that Gadalya had one fault. He was so good that he refused to engage in Lashon HaRam at Yishema and refused to listen and normally, 99% of the time, that's a good thing. Over here, he heard reports which he thought were not reliable but unfortunately turned out to be very credible that Yishmael and the other fellows over here were out to get him and plotting against him, and he better take extra security precautions to make sure it doesn't happen, and he basically ignored it. And the Gemara says that some of what happened, and it's not just the fact that he lost his life, it's the fact that this Yishuv didn't have any Kiyam, and there's a lot of collateral damage. What I'm suggesting is even when they came back, they had to start from a much lower level, some of that is blamed on Gedalia because he wasn't chabdeu vechabsheo, and he wasn't makav lashon har. At least haim says he can't believe it, and you can't accept it as truth. But if it's a possible danger, you have to put yourself on guard. That's the dichotomy and the difficulty of dealing with lashon har mitzishema. You have to train yourself that it's chazatreyf, and at the same time perk up if it might be Nogeya at the same time when you're doing that to say, well, probably not Nogeya, and I don't really believe it, but you never know, and go back and forth. That's difficult. People find it easier. Just accept it. And over here, <laughs> did he have a right to go in the offensive and kill Yishmael and his cohorts? Probably. That's what I was suggesting. If the report was credible enough and you're the melech, he's the governor, Zemash call him what you want. He has a right to be proactive, at least put him in jail, certainly beef up security. He didn't do any of the above. So it's a lesson to be learned there as well. Don't run away with it because most people, as I think we mentioned last week, would like to, in the Hilkheth would like to assume that they don't really talk Lashon Hara. So whatever they heard or did based on it and whatever they suggested was all Lutalis because a firm person hopefully is not going to blatantly talk Lashon Hara he's going to assume that it's Talos somewhere. They just haven't figured out what that talus is yet. So that's the Achilles heel over here of the whole uh, Lashon HaRasugya is that the eight Sahara, if you're from, will talk you into either that it's talus or maybe Talos or it's a mitzvah. And quite often it's not. Here, unfortunately, it was. So with that backdrop, pasichav Gimel V'Yishmu, Kol Sariyach HaOlem anashim Ki Ifkid rather, Melabovel Gedayo, he appointed him. other Gadayo. originally they supported him, they rallied around him. They came to Mitzvah, a very historical city with a lot of Siatashmaiah. Via Ben Nisanya Viechanan Ben Kareach, The name certainly not lost on the kirche he's going to cause in Klai Israel. Saraya Ben Tanchumes, Hanetofasi, all these were uh, already plotting in the back of their mind, even though the Pusik says they came. Saraya ben Tanchumes, Nitofasi, the main character that we're going to see in the murder very soon is uh, Yishmol and Yechanan. And just warning you, even though we all know how the story unfolds, uh, it was a pull-side murder, so to speak. It's not the first time this happened, in the time of the Romans, and afterwards, if you wanted to act friendly and get rid of somebody. So they usually messed it as a party of sorts. And um, everybody's getting together, and when they're partying, they're letting down their guard. So we already have a list of characters, even though I have to imagine that they were upset to begin with. And the only shot I saw in Farsham as I mentioned, The excuse in their head is that, yeah, he's not in Zeramalucha, and therefore anybody appointed by the enemy has got to be some sort of kapo. That's how they looked at him. I'm not condoning this. I'm just trying to explain to you what the thinking was. It's not true. In the camps, unfortunately, in the ghetto, yeah, it was yesh for yesh. Everybody was under tremendous pressure. And some people caved in to their own fears and phobias and insecurities or lust for power, whatever the case may be, and became kapos in the worst sense of the word. And then there were those who took the job and did whatever they thought they might be able to do to help their brethren out. Uh, Gedayo, besides the taina of the Lashon Hara, not being macabre, not being on guard for uh, it, goes down in history as a Hildegat Sadik and the main reason, the first reason given by Tzayim Gedalia, why do you have Tzayim Gedalia? Tzaddik dies, It's a tragedy. The problem with that only, that sole explanation is that we have many, many tzaddikim who died and killed. We don't have a tiny for each one. So the answer is, now that you know, in the context of and Bez, this was the only thing they were holding on to, and it caused a lot more damage, and many more people will be killed and lost because he was killed, and that's why it's Sam Gedalia. So so this whole Hevra is going to take most of the blame for that. Let's finish off the list. Vayaz Neyo, Ben, Malchasi, Hema, them and their entourages. Vishavalahem, Gidayo, Altiru, Akazdim. So Gadayo is trying to show them, and it was all true, that I'm on your side and don't be afraid of the guards that Nebuchadnezzar left here because he put me in charge. And if we behave, uh, they're not going to start any more trouble. There's a tremendous fear. They had just killed so many hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed everything. Shvubaret, stay here, let's make it work, and be humble, obedient, and patient. It'll, it'll be good for you. Now, he's saying that in the name of the Navi. I know that, because if you learn Yimea, every other Pesach is about calm down, don't rebel, stay here, and everything will be fine, which they didn't do. First and most obvious sign of rebellion is if you kill the governor that the emperor installed. And it doesn't get much better from there. Well, that's the excuse <laughs> given. not an excuse. So again it's pinned mainly on the head hancho, Yashmal and his men. Vayaku and again for the long list we had he's listed first because he was the most powerful turns out to be the most dangerous and the one that held that he had the biggest claim to the throne there yeah I'm not sure they knew what happened to him. But here they're saying this Alicia, this person is, uh, is from the Zerah Maluka. There shouldn't be any Zerah Maluka left. The only, only one that's left is the well. Zera Zerah can mean uh, extended family sideways also. So not yeah, now yeah, you're asking the well, Kashyastam, have a little respect for the king that is alive. I don't know if they knew whether he was alive. A person put in the gulag, and he's in a bar, he's in jail. I don't know if they had any clue. But, but they why? they weren't from the Zerah uh, they were from the general. Uh, there's a very large family. Right. But still, no matter where you're from, you're not directly in line if is around. And uh, by the way, Tzitkia was around also, just for the record. He for? He's blind. And he's, uh, no, he's going to survive. We'll, uh, we'll see. So, so, who do you think you are? The answer is they're gone, and they don't know what happened to them, and I don't know if they're alive or dead. <clears throat> so if you're power hungry at the end of the day th- this is not an excuse he was whatever whatever position he played here um, he had no reason to believe that uh, he should be running the country because they had a navi and the navi kept saying behave and be <coughs> good and know your place and they did anything but and this is shows you the tremendous backbone and resilience we see that my favorite example is Baqirfa, seventy years after the Horban, Horbon by Hashani, and the Romans never thought in a million years they'd be coming back. Here is right after the Horban, and they're still interested in fighting. Which is until they're not, because the next is gonna tell you everybody was very scared after they realized what they just did, and they were worried about the retribution which was going to be swift and coming and they're gonna run. So that's not very courageous, but now it can't be undone even the officers they were very nervous and they had what to be nervous about even though the Navi told them yes, that was a very ridiculous thing to do and you put yourself in this matzav and you have what to be nervous about but I'm telling you Hashem still said stay and don't be nervous but they were nervous the Pasuk says and therefore same lack of bitachon that allowed him to kill Gadalia. Is now going to have them run to Mitzrayim, and even though the passage doesn't go into it over here, but you look in Yermiah, and they took Yemia and they insisted that he come along. So we just fast forward. Vuchanetzar is now dead, and his son. Avril Moredach is uh, much nicer or more proper than his father. He was scared of his father. One time his father uh, put him in jail, almost executed him. He wanted to make sure his father was dead. Chazal tell us he actually took him out of the ground to make sure he was good and dead. And he actually treats the Zara Malucha with a lot of respect. Supports them and treats them with a lot of respect. He understood, even though he's now the emperor, emperor of the world, that the Yidden are still the Ammonivcher and better be on their good side. He takes him out of jail, out of the bar. Take a look at Rashi. Go back to Zion the page before, depends which edition you have, So, Rashi pointed it out based on the Chazal, that he died, Evel Merodech wasn't taking any chances, they wanted to make sure that he was really dead, and Rashi tells you in the next Rashi, go to the end of the next Dibram Asrachal, Amra and that was the Nebua on the befitting end of Nebuchadnezzar, his bazillion even after death. And he takes the bones out, flops them around to see for himself that he's dead and to show the people that whatever Mahalach he had in his cruel, despotic rule of the world and of the Jews, he's changing all that which took a lot of bravery because when you have an emperor like this he, he had a lot of advisors and the advisors don't like the next king especially when he's changing everything and he usually changes his cabinet but that's a, dangerous he's somewhat brave to be able to pull this off but he did it and uh, certainly Akash Baruch who uh, was Kaviach very supportive of this and it worked every Einish as bad as it was with Yehoyachin. Has a time limit, and he did shuv in jail, and uh, he managed to pass on the Zerah hamalucha, and it says Rubovel. and he survives. He takes him out. Uh, she says divrei nechumim. You know, they took him out, but he, took, he spoke to him. He spoke to him respectfully. Try to make things as good as they can be at the time after all the years of suffering similar to what Nebuchadnezzar originally had done with Tifkio by pointing him over the other kings he now does this recognizing his exclusive over the other kings and the exclusiveness of Chaisal being the Yamanifchar he wanted to show that and he wanted to show that as big day tamid kol and he supported him. He was basically dining at the royal table from the royal food for the rest of his life. Why? Of course. Now he was a complete pal tshuva. Ye-yachin, Ye-yachin is one of the nice silver linings in the story over here. When he was in Eretz Yisrael, he was pretty bad. What? Uh, you know, if you don't uh, put heavy-duty meat and chicken into the thing, you can serve kosher by definition, although I assume if he's serving him from the royal kitchen that had a royal wing of royal kosher food and royal wine, that's a, that's a good name for a company. Uh, I assume I assume he, yeah, he did all that because you're serving fruits and vegetables all the time. That's not very royal. So uh, it's not so far-fetched. They have it in the White House. They have the meal. Yeah, but the godless, the Chalai Meshachar, and the and the whole uh, young chevver that came as they were eating zirunim, that's like the as in and the hamantash, and their godless was they didn't eat any of the things, and they were surviving on um, fruits and vegetables and seeds. I assume if he's trying to be mechabed him, and he puts them over the other kings, and he's trying to make whatever time he has left, uh, as they sort of like to make it up to him, he's not serving only fruits and vegetables. So. I agree. But yes, he was keeping kosher, because he Chazal say he was a complete Baal Shudan. He kept things in jail, Mesiris Nefesh, uh, that he didn't keep in Eitz Yisrael, and that was the test. Yeah? Yeah, he's also going to outlive, but he lives longer. He only lives one more day. He, he apparently lived for a long time. So that's the difference. He didn't have to feed him that long, so the not going to report it. Here it says, which is part of the Gaul's conditions. Nebuchadnezzar had uh, to rely on for his food, he's still a still a vassal state and he's still a servant, but he's in that position to the best of his ability, and that's what the Pesach reiterates in Lamed. And he enjoyed that status uh, as long as he lived. So for a very tragic Ending to Malachim Beis, the silver lining is not that he got some coven and got food and had what to eat. It's that he became a baal tshuva, and as bad as things were by the Malachim David in Eretz Yisrael, which caused the Khorban, he survived tzevkiyah right away. He was a tzadik the whole time, so he was blinded, taken to Bavel. He he didn't have as much tshuva to do, and the way he accepted the din was already a kapara for him. Yehoniah went in a very different person than how he came out. Uh, to his credit. And he had a complete metamorphosis in jail. And not only in theory, thought about when I get out of jail, I'm going to keep kasher and do everything right. Hazal tells that in jail, he kept uh, dinim, which he totally disregarded. It. It's Israel, Tahris, and Shabach, and the like. And he kept it with Messir, nefesh, And that... Uh, Uh, say what you want about the Malchei Yisrael, Malchei Beis David and and Klai Yisrael in general. There's a Khorban and they are going to do very, very well in Gullah's Bovel. Not only the 70 years now, but by and large uh, Gullah's Bovel is going to last uh, another thousand years plus. And they're going to do very well because they learned their lessons. It was a real clop they didn't forget. As a Khorban always will be and the loss of the Khorbin is irreplaceable and we're still diving for it. But the fact that people learned their lesson after Korbin by Rishon, as we will uh, discuss uh, not in by but Khorbin by Shane. Shaftim's gonna talk about gonna end the Khorbin Shiloh. Get ahead of myself, I didn't even start Shaften yet. But the lessons were very jarring, very tragic, but it worked. It woke them up. And part of the HaDerus is we've had things since then which whenever we mention the Holocaust, the most tragic and gruesome to date, you can't tighten on anybody. And I'm not saying we would have done better, but there were many, many people who, some people did tshuva, many people afterwards were too scared to give their kids a bris mila, and they just picked a place on the map that was the furthest you can possibly go and try to disappear because they couldn't handle it. That didn't happen here. Eden went to Gullis, and they built up communities, and the Shosholos the of the Masera is going to go through Bovel eventually, and it's going to be quite a community, parallel to the community of Tisrael during the entire period of Bayashani. And it's going to work. It's going to work well. We're, we're, we're sitting here because of that effort. So, um, Yo-Yachan know, learned his lesson, but the, the masses did as well. Uh, certainly what was left, the microcosm here of Klai is basically who ben and Levi and a spattering of the other shvatim the uh, sarasa shvatim is a different shmooz which we discussed uh, where are they, are they coming back and we're going to have 12 shvatim the question is the uh, majority of them that got lost, uh, what's going to happen later, yes uh, you're, uh, yes yes, but you're young enough not to and so am I not to understand what was going on right after the Horban Europe, where there were Yechidim who were superheroes who rebuilt, and there were many who didn't imagine in their wildest dreams that we can even do one one hundredth of what's going on here, all well, with Siat Deshmaya. So you're looking at it, everybody around you, Baruch Hashem, it's obviously working, what's the Havamina? But in the late 40s and 50s, all over the world, there was a, a real Havamina. And the Jews who were off from before already said, the orthodoxy in America, like, why are you even bothering? Let it, let it die out. Are people talking like that. Kosh uh, Baruch Hu thought of otherwise, and we're promised in every Navi that ends up with the Shivan and the Chempton and everything else, that's not going to happen, and the uh, terror will always be here. But it's hard to see at the time of the Churban. We're just uh, the Baruch Hashem, the beneficiaries of all that works. So and now it looks it. Posh- there were enough people who wanted it, Baruch Hashem, but, but here it was even the Risham Gemurm who were campaigning against it. Yechanio was uh, really not with the program before, and now he's very much with the program, and the covet he's getting is because he's a Melech Yisrael and he's from. covet's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the covet was given because of the Ammon The guy then didn't want to give covet to the Ammon when they weren't acting like the Ammon he respected him because of what he saw he was. In the same respect they gave to Tzitkio, and that's why they gave him such a grand levaya with all the covet, is because he was acting like a Melech Yisrael, not because he happened to have the brass on his shoulders, and, but he was not nothing very Jewish about him. Evan Morduch is not interested in giving covet to that. So that's an important aspect. There is Machlekes in Achrein Maturi Evan has a stickle on in Rosh Hashanah, based on Yerushalmi. When was Gedalia killed? Some say it was the second day at Tishrei, but it was a Shabbos, and they made it a nitre because they do want to make a tainus on Shabbos. Remember, there's a time Rosh Hashanah was only one day, and some say that it started off as really Rosh Hashanah, meaning the first and only day of Rosh Hashanah that year, and it's pushed off because they don't want to declare a tainus on Rosh Hashanah. The reason that's an important historical question is because did this takana start off as a nitre and is there any nafkamina? We're used to the fact that when it becomes a nitre, which it often is, there are, when you're pascading shailas, you got to fast, and Nidrach doesn't mean there's no fast, but uh, we, we're not as machmer how much a chayli has to be taking place, Leileinu, to mater the fast. The question is, is Sangadalia a little bit more khal to begin with, because it started off by design as a Nidrach, because he was killed either on a Shabbos or on a Yontiv, and it was originally Mesukin as a Nidrach. So there is such a machshava in Ahreinim, the mascon is not really, an av- it's a regular tainis, unless it's really a Nitra. Not that it's a nitra and a nitre, but there is such a notion, the shayli is what day was he killed. Either way, to carry out an execution like this, when, no matter what you're thinking, when it's Rosh Hashanah, or the day after Rosh Hashanah, it's a seri is pretty troubling. This Yishmao fellow, must have felt very self-righteous to whatever he's doing. It's got to be Ratzon HaShem, even though he was dead wrong. And, but if you'd ask him, he'd say, no, uh, Ratzon's a great time to do this. Sarei Tzmei perfect, we're going to fix up Klai Yisrael. The problem is, there are all sorts of people want to fix up Klai Yisrael. You've got to know the first thing about Klai before you fix it up. He said, how can he know? The answer is, Yermio was alive and well, Baruch HaShem, and he was with them. All you got to do is ask. He didn't want to ask. As a matter of fact, he made sure there was no leak. On what his plan was in the first place? Certainly not to Yirmiyah and Nele not to Gedalia. They say Yirmiyah is a navi; he doesn't need any leaks. The answer is a navi; he's only told what he is told at the time he is told. And Yirmiyah navi's got the greatest navi in the world. Hashem didn't tell him that this is part of the lack of siat Yes. Is that even possible that you have someone dying on Shabbos? Well, then anything is. Possible and uh, no, it can you call Shabbos now? Yeah. yeah, you can have a situation where something is a nitre, right? right. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's pushed off now as a real nitre. The three Evans discussing did it start off as a nitre in the first place? It's Loya du Rish. So Rosh Hashanah can start off on Shabbos, it often does because you don't blow Schaeffer, right? So then the day after would have been a uh, you know. La is Friday, it can't happen, but it could happen on Thursday, right? right. So they're going to they have an itchah. Thursday, Friday, and then Shabbos would have been Tzad yeah. That's, that's not an uncommon case. There aren't that many days by Shabbat for, Right? Right. It comes out La, La Duresh, but Thursday is, uh, is up for grabs. Yeah. Right? So it's Thursday, Friday, and then Shabbos. And then, uh, but with the original one, we don't know when it was. What was it? It could have fallen out. Then we don't know the debate is was it the first day of Rosh Hashanah or the only day of Rosh Hashanah or was it the second day and it was on a Shabbos because then Lulav Duvish didn't apply that's the that's the Shailah. So end off with one, um, two, two positive notes and then we will start Yossi, you'll have in two weeks there's no share next week two weeks of your shipment will be here why oh great okay so we don't need it now because. We might not need even in two weeks. It might take me a few weeks just in the have of him, But right now, I just want to end off with two uh, positive things on on the Korban. One we mentioned a few months back, and that is um, the mixed messages we were getting from Yeshio HaMelech, if you recall. Yeshio was... One of the greatest of the last kings of the Sadiq and the Mahaz based David and he led a mass Chuva movement and he really was making a and got people to come and reaffirm the bris and he sent the soldiers and made sure no one was doing Zara, and he thought that no one was doing it, and really they had some of them had behind closed doors and they were still ridiculing his program and there were always people who aren't doing the right things, which is why he supposed to have Shaitan Vishran and based in. He was trying. And then he was killed in battle, if you recall, the Navi told him not to go, and he said, I should be zechet to the promise in chumish that uh, the cherub won't come to way to Seoul, even if they're not coming to fight us. And he was killed at the prime of his life, so to speak. And uh, that was the beginning of the slide toward the Churban. And um, that wasn't so long ago here in this year, and it was a pretty quick slide. The fact that he himself was doing a great job, and he was fully invested in fixing up Klaisrael and preventing a possible Hurman, didn't stop it, he thought he was doing well, and he was doing well, but he thought he was doing better than he really was. He wasn't blind to the fact that it's still a possibility, even Lashitasai. And if you recall, he's the one who hid the iron. Why is he hiding the iron if he's doing such great work preventing the Churban? The answer is he was hoping he was doing great work and he was pretty convinced he should rely on the Pasuk and not let Pyro through. He's the one who hid the urn, And we're looking back and saying, okay, so all his work, where did it go? So remember, I spoke at the time, and this is an important Yasid which will repeat itself through Sheftim and throughout Jewish history. And that is that uh, if somebody does the work and the Mashpiyah even on one Yid, certainly on thousands that he was, that he raised up, that makes a Roshim, and that helps Klay Yisrael get to the next point and survive the fact that you didn't prevent the Chorben doesn't mean you failed. This message can't be repeated enough, and your grandparents and great-grandparents knew it, whether they heard it in the context of Yeshua HaMelech or not. They innately had Bitochan and Amunah to understand that our job is to do whatever we can, even though it doesn't look like much. And even though it didn't prevent the Chorben, it didn't prevent the Holocaust, and even though some people are still off and many people are not from you're still succeeding if it got to the next dar and you're working on it. And Malachan Bey's ends of the Khurban, but the Navi carefully was given the mandate to write it and to end it with, not the Chorban, but the fact that post-Chorban, well, Gadayi was killed, that's part of the Chorban, and then post the aftermath of the Khurban, we only see... A few psukim, and they're telling us about something unrelated. That it happens to be that Nebuchadnezzar died, and his son was nice enough to take Yehoniah out of jail, and he fed him and respected him. That's not just P.S. a nice footnote. That's exactly the marching orders. Is that a who still considers us the amanivcher? That's the whole shiv of the nechemta, and we always will be. And we have to realize that. And sometimes the umasayilim will realize that. Even if they don't, we have to realize it. We have to realize that somebody is going to survive. There's going to be that nucleus. And here we have the worst of the worst in terms of the king, who was Chetiamat arabim, And here he becomes uh, Balchuva Tshuva, and he has a son who's <laughs> going to bring them back. Ba Baishen, Zubovo is going to play a major role in bringing them back. Shiloh who he was and what he, he did, but we know uh, Zubovo was a major player. And that's a very, very positive note, and it's part of what was what was going on in Klal The reason there were so many good people to get us there is because of kings like Yoshio beforehand, who understood that you got to do what you have to do and just create enough people and have that critical mass. That's the whole job we have. It doesn't make a difference what the percentage is and what even the numbers are. It's just to do, and Hashanah's uh, promise is it'll work. Yes. When they came back in not that many decades later, 70 years, they saw when they were coming back that if Avodah Zarah is again a challenge, the Eitzahar is here for our schar. But if it poses the same challenge, we're going to have the same mess. And they begged the Kosh Baruch Hu to invite the Eitzahar for Avodah Zara, which was the most Peladikah request ever in the history of Klai they to ask Hashem to get rid of a. Uh, but they did it. And we're talking about the Ashkenazi Gadela, talking about Nevi'im and Malachi were there, and they did it, and it worked, as all tell us. And they, it worked so well, and they knew it would work. They sort of got a yes, whatever form that took, and they figured, okay, doing well, let's get rid of the other main gates of her, for and that turned out, Hashem showed them that wasn't a good idea because they couldn't find any eggs for breakfast afterwards, and that was just a simon. Not having eggs for a few days is not going to hurt anybody, but if you don't have eggs, you won't even have cows either, and you won't have any human beings, and then you, so they cut it down to size. But can you imagine to, uh, that, that they had a Havamina, what an Abimina, it was a maskana, at least for part of it, that they had the Kayach and they had Kaviach HaKosh who is ear enough that there's still the Aminivcher, and therefore they can ask if they think they need it because it's not going to work otherwise. And it worked. Their Tefillah was accepted. So the answer to the question is, it's not going to be around by Bayashani. They're going to have other issues in Bayashani, but every generation has its issues, but they understood at that point that Great Yitzhahara for those who passed, and there were plenty of people who passed. Got them. Tremendous char, Tremendous halam habas, gabaldig. But if there are enough people not passing, uh, it's not going to go. So it seems like they didn't have, to, have a problem with Bubba the seven years? Yeah, we don't, we don't, it sounds like they didn't. I, it can't say, absolutely remember um, Chanaim Meshavah Zayah were tested with something unclear in xubas and tasis and xubas what they were being made senefish for there was some sort of statue which they didn't bow down to that was the good news the gemara makes a comment that had they been tortured they would have bowed down and they weren't trying to criticize them and tesis says but they would have bowed down zihar so tesis says it wasn't really a vodazar. it was a statue of the of the emperor and that was really mutter but it was maris ayans they wanted to be made effort, and that was their godless it sounds like they wanted to make a point, and Avodah Zahra was still a threat because, why else would they have to invent an point to this chat to make a point? The point was, we left Eretz Israel and we were thrown out because of Avodah Zara, don't get into it. There's plenty of Avodah Zahra around. But after Binyabai Shani, it was basically gone, and you look, not coincidentally, in history, the Goyim started getting into monotheism because everything's Zulu Mazu. So, Hashem's not going to have a scenario where we have no sheiches to it and they're still doing it Leroy, There's still plenty of, of the Avodah over a billion of them as we sit here. But most of the Western world, where the Jews are, it went to monotheism because if we don't have the Avodah anymore, it has to be somewhat, somewhat normal-looking that uh, they're not doing something that we can't even understand. It makes a lot more sense than doing it and there's still that dichotomy. And that's why that's not coincidental. So that's the first very important takeaway. Uh, All the tzaddikim and all the tzaddikanias and all the kings that were trying to do the right things and even the ones that weren't, some of them came back. And that's why Klai Yisrael is going to make it way past the end of Malochem Bez. The uh, second piece is a beautiful piece um, from Laman et Seab. We'll save it maybe for two weeks and a half. I want to do a little bit of Cholchus Tshuva. We only have a few minutes. So if you can open up your Cholchus Tshuva. Yes. Yeah, that was an excuse, though, because like the Mitzrayim, as the Rishonim say, they got too into it and went too far, and Hashem didn't ask them to do that much. So then once you're doing that, that's Magala, that you're not doing the Shema, you're doing it because you're power-hungry and you're a sadist. But that would explain... Yeah, yeah. His son was, no, I'm not saying he was an, I, I don't know, he was a nice guy by our terms. <laughs> uh, evil, yeah, but uh, he, re- I think the main point over here, and that's what of with it, he understood there was still the Amenifcher, and that's what we have to understand. And he understood he's, he's that Melach like represented. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, yeah, yeah. But again, if you don't do the right thing, that makes you more evil. If you don't know Hashem, that's, that's the contrast in Nebuchadnezzar and his son. Speaking of Kaparas, Halacha dalid in parak on page 11 in your pink copy, your white copy, it's parak Aleph, Halacha Dalet. Afal pi, al hakol Yom Kippur there's Siatashmaya in Yom Kippur itself, even without the Sar zozel, and the chuva with the Yom Kippur we have still wipes it away, more challenging without the Sar zozel, but Still very doable. There are different levels of Averis and different levels of how much shuvah a person has to do and when the kapara comes in. Again, the chuva has to be real, it has to be real charata, real kabbalah said that. This time I can't say the word. You're not going to do it anymore. This time the Kabbalah says is, is. You're going to do it. Bintol <laughs> mitzvasei. Guy got up in the morning, and decided he doesn't want to put on tefillin. He missed the whole day. We assume that tefillin is at least once a day, every day. It's Really, every moment of the day. But due to our uh, lower madrega, we cut it back to just fila, But it has to be once a day. And he didn't put on tefillin one day. It's a very serious, especially about tefillin. Kafdalamalot tefillin. So Shaila, whether it applies to a person has. A status uh, if he didn't do it his whole life or he has a status even if he doesn't do it that day but a kakaf t'lomah tefillin is not just not putting out tefillin it. it's now a head that didn't have the reshom of the tefillin tefillin shal is even a higher condition than the shal yad and if he does shuvah on the spot and he has real charata and real kabbalah tomorrow he's going to do better and he says Vidoy, he gets a kapara on the spot Avra al-Mitzvah's say Shein Karis, For Law of Mitzvah's Beistin V'asah Tshuva Tshuva Tayla L'shaseh say. say has Malkus That's pretty serious Malkus uh, The doctor's there To make sure it doesn't kill the guy But it comes close say is Chatmas chazer. Lashon As many says Doesn't carry with it Malkus But still say. Chuva is Tayla Which means He doesn't get a full cup Until Yom Kippur Means even if you said Slachlano in the next month after Yelasa, say after Yelash Har, you still got to do Chuva Barshani Yom kippur, and Saris made Chuvah, Elul beforehand, and make sure it happens. Yom Kippur, Machapur. As the Ramam said last week, if you say Chatosi, Visi Pashati, technically you're do it, but we break it down because bar that's why we have a long list of Alchates to remind us of the Averis. Uh, people have asked me over many years, uh, what if they don't find their Aveira in the long list of Al-Khayts? So I said, look harder. It's a long list. I, I don't know of any Aveira that's not under a category. You just got to know which category to look under. And if you don't see it right away, if you do see it, you can ad lib and break it down more. There are video booklets, I remember, used to be out 30 years ago. They're probably still around that has many, many Pratim of Al-Khayts underneath each category to help you along because kalabatesa varesa mashubuh but list we have is pretty extensive ye an kper ma amar ki yama the final level overall crisisamis basedin which you hope is extremely rare Tshuva chuva yami kperm taylin you need both of them to start the asarm habamalov garmar la kapara the alom amis khapalo kapar garmar love these the Ramam is going to go on to say, I'll just introduce it, we'll see it on Shabbos, that part and parcel, unfortunately, of many Haveras, when other people find out about it, is the Chil Hashem Shabbat. Chil Hashem means a uh, firm person is doing something wrong, that itself is a Chil Hashem. And Chil Hashem is the Roshim, rahman it makes on other people. They look at you, ah, it's not so bad. And it cools off the atmosphere, so to speak. And the Raman says, the Chil Hashem takes not only Tshuva, Yom Kippur, and Yisurim, but needs Misa as well, enough we'll to fit in, so if everybody's going to die anyway, what difference does it make? And um, Mitz Hashem will get to that next week. Two, two weeks, two weeks, before, so three, weeks. Oh, three weeks. Yeah, no, no ever a